Hello, you're listening to a sermon provided by the First Presbyterian Church of Mayopac. We worship on Sundays at 10 a.m., and you can watch us live either on Facebook or YouTube. And if you're in the area, there's always a seat saved for you. We hope that this message encourages you to continue growing in humility and faith. Thanks for listening. Prepare to hear now our second scripture lesson, which comes to us from Paul's letter to the Ephesians chapter 6, verses 10 to 20. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of God's power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of evil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against rulers, against authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, and having done everything to stand firm." Stand, therefore, and fasten the belt of truth around your waist, and put on the breastplate of righteousness. As shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace, and with these, take the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God." Pray in the Spirit at all times in every prayer and supplication to that end, and keep alert and always persevere in supplication for all the saints. Pray also for me, so that when I speak, a message may be given to me to make known with boldness the mystery of the gospel, for which I am now an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it boldly as I must speak. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Since the dawn of of human time, or since the time humankind first braced itself against the elements or dangerous foes, they sought to protect themselves from those things that might cause them harm. They fashioned for themselves different types of armor. The protective clothing one such person wears has really almost taken on a mythical status. You can find this in such Greek poetry, such as the Iliad, which captures the role armor played, such in the scene where the Greek god of fire, Hephaestus, forges a blazing suit of armor that is brighter than anything for the Greek champion Achilles. Armor. Armor in these instances was not only a source of protection, but it was also a weapon of sorts. 
that prepared one to not only defend, but also to attack. But is this the kind of armor Paul is writing about in this morning's passage? Is the imagery of donning or putting on protective plates and clothing, is that what Paul was talking about? It would have certainly resonated with his audience, but is Paul trying to get at something more this day? What kind of armor are we actually talking about? I think we would find that the armor of God that Paul is telling those early Christians to put on was not the traditional battle gear you would expect. Contrary to what we might think, Paul was telling the early church, those early believers, to put on defensive mechanisms that aided them in remaining steadfast against the spiritual forces of hurt and evil that would try to tear them down, tries to tear us down and tear our neighbors down. It might seem counterintuitive for us to put on armor that's meant for us to take a beating instead of us taking a beating and then doing a little beating of our own. But that's what Paul is telling those early believers. Paul urges them to remain steadfast, to remain stalwart, to remain resolute, and to not worry about taking action on their own. Because as we heard in the first hymn this morning as well, Paul is reminding those early believers that God has done really the big part of the work. God has conquered death in the giving up of his son, Jesus Christ. So for us now, what Paul is encouraging us to do is to be reminded of that love, that sacrifice, to wrap ourselves in that love. Paul wants us to remember that the armor of God is imbued with the love of God. It wraps us in this protective love that holds us through even the rocky and rough times. Armor is, is I think, a, a, a very appropriate metaphor. I think it's one that's easy for us to understand. But if I were to try and tweak the, the metaphor this morning that Paul is putting out there, I almost think of Paul telling us to erect something like a flood barrier or having us erect a storm surge barrier. You know, those massive structures that you see out on the ocean that protect uh, or that prevent a storm surge, hopefully, from flooding an area of land that's behind it. These storm barriers, these storm surge protectors, they absorb the vast amount of energy that comes from the waves and the currents and the ocean that beats down on them. 
It's not an active structure. Well, I, I don't know how a flood storm barrier would be active in keeping waves away. That would be interesting. But it, it is that passive structure, though, that seeks to protect whatever behind it. Similarly, the armor of God protects us from the forces in this world that want to bring us down through prayer, through the singing of psalms and hymns, through the active listening or the active living of the gospel. Through all these things, we strengthen the armor of God that takes that beating for us. And it should be said that this power or this protective armor of God is magnified when we gather together and encourage one another, when we support one another, when we show our care for one another. Almost in this way, the armor of God is not such a tool of war, but it is one of community building. That makes it so that when one of us experiences pain or hurt or suffering that manages to make its way through, there is a community there that helps wrap them in love. We should equip ourselves with this armor of God that reminds us of the ever-present peace and love of God that is with us. We should equip ourselves with this truth that Paul writes about, with the righteousness, with the peace, with the faith, with the salvation and prayer that Paul talks about. Therefore, when we put on the armor of God, we would feel empowered by it. Empowered by this armor of God and by the Spirit of God, which enlivens the gifts within us. Again, it serves as a reminder that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses who grant us the strength to be bold and loving and to stand against whatever evil comes our way. And yes, this is possible because we aren't a solitary island or a, what is it, a, a rock or an island, that Simon and Garfunkel song. We're not a solitary island meant to bear the burdens of life by ourselves. Because while the armor of God does surround us, we are communal beings who are meant to stand together in solidarity. And when we together put on this armor of God, we will discover that we can face more together than by ourselves. It truly is a beautiful vision for what our life can be as the people of God. Now, it's not that when we put on the whole armor of God, it's not that it's so ironclad that it cuts us off from the rest of the world. It's not an armor that keeps our ears from hearing the cries of those who need our help. Nor does the armor of God make us invulnerable 
to change or to hurt. What the armor of God does do is remind us of who we are in the grand scheme of creation. And that even though darkness and evil will adapt and try to draw us away from the life and the faithful love of God, that even though they will try to adapt and change, that the armor of God is still wrapped around us to reaffirm who we are as individuals, as people who are imbued with the life and the love of God. Perhaps it would be better to say that we should put on the amour of God, the love of God, instead of armor fashioned by human hands. Paul's rallying cry this morning to the church, to us, is not a call to war, but a call to stand fast together. The words of Paul are meant to summon out the best that is in each and every one of us, the best of what we have to offer when we connect with the spiritual gifts God has given us. So let us then put on the amour of God, the love of God, knowing that whatever comes our way, we can have each other's backs. And not just the people who are in our, in our circle, not just the people who are here in this building on Sunday morning or the people who join us online each Sunday or the people who are in our phone contact list, but that we will have the backs of all those who God has called us to love and serve and cherish as they would hopefully have our back as well. Let us be encouraged and strengthened by the love we put on this day and the love we receive from one another this day and every day. Amen. Thanks again for listening, and we will hold you in prayer as we head into a new week. If you'd like to learn more about our church and ministry, or if you'd like to learn how you can support us, you can visit our website at mayopacchurch.org. Until next week, God bless.